0: You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 1, The Savage Dragon miniseries number 1 and number 2. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord super freaks and mutants. Then a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now
1: we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the FinCast Retro Show. Baby, we're doing it different this time. We got, uh, unlike our interviews and our normal reviews of current issues, we're going to be taking a look at past issues of Savage Dragon, Savage Dragon-related series, in the chronological order which they were published. Uh, we won't be going in-depth, page-by-page, as we do with the brand-new monthly issue releases. Instead, we're going to summarize, give our general impressions, and final thoughts. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. And I'm Craig Olson. And fellas, I guess it's for all intents and purposes and all meat and potatoes Let's go. Let's dive into it. What do we got on the docket today? I'm excited.
0: for our very first uh, retro cast, um, I thought we would, like you said, we were going to start at the beginning uh, with The Savage Dragon miniseries number one and number two for this very first uh, episode. I think that would be the best place to start, the beginning.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, In the past, we've kind of jumped around. We've done some retro reviews in the past. Primarily, we've been focusing on issues that we like or care about. But this time, we're going to go from the beginning into the future. Two hundred forty-five. Actually, I guess we only got to do one hundred and seventy-four of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, not that many. We'll get there.
1: Yeah, we'll get it. It's gonna the batting of an eye. The batting of an eye.
0: Now, and like a, like also, you mentioned we're going to uh, we're going to also do important spinoffs. And notably notable related titles. So we're going to cover uh Super Patriot. We're going to cover uh Wildstar, Vanguard, um we're already reviewing the Ninja Troll series, but that would have been in the future anyway.
1: Bone Cerebus.
0: <laughs> I don't think they're yeah, I don't think they're as important. Uh their cameos made it I don't think their series are as important, so I don't think we'll be covering Bone or Cerebus. like, good <laughs> call. Mars Attacks. Yes, uh, so when we get to it, I think doing Mars Attacks Image and even Savage Dragon versus uh, Mars Attacks Savage Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Destroyer oh, yeah. Duck. We're going to be here for it. Get ready.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm hyped, man. I, I for one, you know, I can't really, I don't, I haven't been allowed to live a normal life since we started this show from all the letters <laughs> That poured through my front door, <laughs> Harry Potter one style, from all the fans, dying for us to cover these issues. Maybe at long last, the mail can subside, and the masses <laughs> will be happy.
2: I'm sure they'll ask for something else next. Mm-hmm. I I think I have the Savage Dragon miniseries in more formats than any other comic I own. Spill I think. It. Well, Sp- it got the original mini. You got. The five issued ninety nine cent reprints that came out in you know, I think five years after that, you mm-hmm. got the trade paperback. I got the hardcover. Uh, I got the archive edition in black and white. It's just uh, don't you have the CD ROM? The CD, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do <laughs> yeah. the the Savage Dragon CD ROM. I didn't even rem- I forgot all about that. I think yeah. the only thing I don't have it on is like Comicsology or whatever. Fake fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no, but that's... it's Im- i think it's important to note though um we have i think we're gonna look at the original mini so like the no frills issues one through three yep as originally published
0: we'll, yep. t- we'll talk about the reprint later but we're right yeah. now we're
2: gonna cover as so for the fans that might have you know, picked up the reprint or the trade. The trade has a few extra things in it, and we're you. You might notice we're missing something in your eyes, but this is just the first three. The trade, Eric went back and added stuff, and then he added stuff in the five issue reprint um, that wasn't in the original mini. And we'll talk like like Jim said. We'll talk about that um, probably next get- next episode. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's we're uh, we're hitting these bad boys like I said as they hit the hands of the fans, that's how we'll be looking at them too. Sweet. So who's ready for some intense action? Intense from- action from Larson, from Eric Larson. So this just
0: right off the bat, this cover is kind of Oh, we should talk about the issue real quick. So yeah, this is the first issue of Savage Dragon. So what is what is the first issue of Savage Dragon about? Well, it introduces the character. He mm-hmm. he gets into a fight with um with um, Cutthroat and what is her name? Glow Glowbug. Glowbug. Yep. Glowbug. So it opens up with a big fight scene, which which you do, and then it cuts to Dragon's origin, quote unquote, where Frank finds him in the burning field. Iconic
1: uh, image th- after iconic image.
0: Um, we get the we get the info dump about Dragon not Sup- having any memory. Yep. Then we get you know the introduction to why Chicago is shithole right now. Oh yeah, all the superheroes are getting murdered. By the yeah. Vicious Circle. Super Patriot is crippled. Um, Mighty Man is getting old and dies before he can switch. Right. I think he... Uh, yeah, Bobby Beerman gets assassinated.
1: Yep, beaten to death. Uh,
0: Mighty Man out of commission because his secret identity got revealed. Um, yeah, and
1: Dragon doesn't want to even be on the force. No, so, he's uh, not into for, it. He's, he yeah.
0: he doesn't want it. So Frank, Too much burden. Yep, so Frank sets him up Uh. by... At
1: his cousin Fred's warehouse.
0: Which gets attacked by the Vicious Circle, which ultimately mm-hmm. results in... Uh, oh yeah, because Dragon intervenes, the uh, the warehouse gets bombed by the Vicious Circle. And yep. ev- and uh, everybody dies, except Dragon, of course.
1: Yep. Then
0: uh, Dragon takes these he's like, hey, fuck it, dude, I'm on the force. Yep, he joins <laughs> the police force. And oh yeah, there's a whole other scene here where Dragon uh, joins the police force, uh, meets Alex Wilde. Does his little cool flip through the ceiling?
1: Love that. Flip. That is
0: that is that is iconic. Iconic flip. We'll talk about the flip later. Oh yeah. Uh, gets into star a fight. Meet, meets fucking star with his fucking <laughs> rocking hair. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, dude. And of course, we find uh, at the end the vicious circle is is uh, is uh, learning about dragon and his exploits, and they're they're gonna, not going to stand for it. They're they're going to get him.
1: And you get this sweet tease. A sweet, who are these cool-looking bad guys? We don't even get to see who that fellow with the cloak is.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah he's completely masked. Overlord.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Completely... Who is that? Don't get to see him. He's turned away. Like, uh-oh. So good, dude. So, so good. What
0: immediately strikes me is that this is actually kind of a long issue. It's like 26 pages long. Or 25 pages long of story.
2: Which, There's a uh, lot happening. In, yeah, and he, he
0: packs and it, it in. Yes. So let's hit the cover real quick, just because just it's such such an important cover, with the with the orange and red background and the neon pink uh, uh, title.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First brutal issue.
2: Love it. Well, that, this issue had multiple title colors, too, that, that coincided with what kind of uh, poster you were going to get inside.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, so there was... I don't know what one you're looking at but there's a pink dragon t- the the uh the words but the outside like the the bottom and everything with I I don't know what you would call it but like the 3D part right there's like a blue a white uh I don't know I forget all the colors but there's multiple ones Well fortunately we have poster. a wikipedia to
0: help us with this says the wikipedia says there was a pink and blue one a pink and green one a pink and white one and a pink and yellow yep. one. so it's yep. all they're yep. all pink it's just that. that's magenta
1: i have to correct you guys it's killing me uh it's more like salmon <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's magenta baby it's a coloring thing there's a four color process cyan yellow magenta and black that's magenta they just went for i call it i call it 90s color. pink all right
2: <laughs> I had to get... The, my favorite one was the green one because the mm-hmm. poster in that had a bunch of guys on there that you would... Like, you didn't, at the time, know who they were. hmm And some of them you didn't even see until the issue 70. Do you guys... I don't know if you remember that poster. S- no, dude. My Sadly, dude, like, none of the posters got... are on the Wikipedia. So Mine's pink there... and I got no poster. There's a poster. Oh, hold on. It's got... um. It's kind of got drag in the front, it's got Mighty Man in the background, and he's got the lightning chest piece, which you would get later on instead of the star. Uh-huh. It's okay. Got, it's either lightning bug or glow bug. Oh, it's probably
0: like, – Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, that was one of the earlier uh, ones where lightning bug of the Men was like going to be like a important character. I
2: think so. I mean, it's got the rock, and, he, and he's drawn weird. Like, he looks like bricks. Oh, that
0: one. Yeah, that was the way prototype, like, Savage Dragon lineup.
2: Yeah, it's got Maneater and Gator, who, like, you're seeing it on issue one, but then you don't actually see them until the Savage World. <laughs> wow. It's got Shrew, Barbaric, Dart, Rapture. They're all, like... Most of them look pretty much the same. Some of them have little tweaks, but it was a cool poster. I remember looking at it and be like, "Oh, I can't wait to see these guys appear," and you know, <laughs> and then and then some of them don't, and the <laughs> ones some do, and they look radically different, but it's still cool. Well, that's, so anyway, <laughs>
1: that's one of the things. I mean, I can kind of like you know parlay that, parlay whatever. I can tie that into this thing that like we're talking about standouts. Now we're at the standout portion, but like it. This letter that he wrote, there was no letters page, of course. This was issue one. So when you flip to the, where the letters would be, there's three columns of Eric just talking about, you know, Dragon and what it, like where the character came from and his past and his connection to Dragon and stuff. And this letter is absolutely berserk in retrospect, looking at it, because he goes over what more or less is an outline for the entire series. Yeah. For, like, at least up to the Savage World.
2: He talks about Star, Powerhouse, Shriek, uh, Shrew, Zeke, Deadly Duel, Smasher, Sergeant Marvel. Some of these characters you wouldn't see for tons of issues later.
1: Dude, and and it's funny because it's like, again, it's just like, you know, he talks about things like Flash Mercury and, you know, Dragon and William Johnson, you know, like... It's just I don't know it it well it blows my mind, and he says I mean he says he's gonna like reinterpret and use stuff, but like it is crazy when you go back and you look at this letter like how much of that stuff remained, yeah. Like, oh, it's cool. It's very cool. Very standout
2: to me. the The cover is so 90s though. It's funny. Like I the love font. That. The font looks so like amateur now. The intense action from Eric Larson. Well, even like, like
1: the, that first brutal issue. Yeah. Like, brutal issue. But, like, the font is in no way, like, you know, it's not trying to be brutal. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, the logo is standing the test of time. It's a great logo, the Savage Dragon logo. He's he's tweaked it a little bit make it smaller. and Take that old the out. Yeah, the the is no longer there, but I don't know. The coloring is a little weird, the way the speed lines are colored. It's so, like, it, and just the color of, like, like even the like, what do you want to do for the oh, Let's make the dragon hot pink to start off. <laughs> so so issue. so much dodge tool. Oh,
1: <laughs> the coloring is the thing to comment about for sure. And remember, like, just to put it in context, you know, at the time, competing comic companies were still coloring their shit the old way. Yeah, this yeah. is digitally colored, right? This is digitally yeah. colored. It's uh, so this is some like they're in strange new territory with this. And so you're seeing weird stuff, like, it very much looks like, like, the highlights on Dragon's Fin kind of look like maybe somebody, like, colored in marker, but then, or, like, maybe airbrushed it in Photoshop or something.
0: Or or whatever was used in 1982, because I don't think it was Photoshop.
1: No, I used to know the name of it, dude. You're right, it was not Photoshop, it was was, something else. it was probably DOS-based. Yeah. I remember, there's a documentary I saw and yeah, yeah it, it was really ugly looking it was specifically for digital coloring in fact you can see they it's not like how we do coloring now they say color separations right. by digital chameleon it was still done like they still outputted the film it's still outputted the film I'm pretty sure but uh, I think I think you
0: had to because because that's how it was printed
1: I got to say, though, as funny as it is for that intense action for Eric Larson, as weird as that font looks, like, I think that is part, when people homage this cover, because this cover's been homaged like crazy. Yeah. I think that font is, like, you know, part of it. You gotta, you gotta homage it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You have to enshrine it forever. First brutal issue.
1: (laughs) And it is, I love this dude. Like, okay. Like, I know we we're going to dip back to, like, where we were when we got the issue or whatever. But, like, what did you guys think when you first saw this cover? Just this fucking badass-looking sharp tooth motherfucker, like, bursting at, like, the ground exploding underneath him. You want the truth, Raven? Uh-oh, lay it on me. You can't handle the I truth. thought it looked a little dopey.
0: Ah. A little ropey. <laughs> I-, I thought it looked a little
1: edgy. Edgy... Little did you know that you'd wind up dedicating years of your life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who would would have thunk it?
1: Years of your life (laughs) to this podcast. (laughs) No, dude, that's awesome. What about you, Craig?
2: I was all in. I was was already a huge Eric Larson fan. I mean, when Image started, he was my guy. Like, that's Mm – I I liked – I thought, you know, McFarlane was awesome and – and Liefeld was awesome. You know, the whole Marvel, you know, all those guys were cool. But Larson is the guy that really got me collecting comics on a weekly to monthly basis. Right. Uh, I just couldn't wait to see who you would draw next in Spider Man and stuff like that. I was just all about his art style. So when I saw this coming up, it's funny because it's 1992 when this came out. I'm probably right. about 15 years old. I'm a freshman or sophomore in high school. And the only, you know, you think about in 1992, there's really, there's no internet. I didn't start using the internet until I got into college. Mm -hmm. I didn't use email, internet. And it's just funny when you think about like where the world was at that time. All my news and exposure to Savage Dragon and Image Comics was coming through my comic shop and whatever publication, whether it was comic shop news or, you know, Diamond or whatever, or the posters on my comic shop's Mm -hmm. wall And he had this poster, and it's the insert to Savage Dragon 2, which we'll talk about. It's, like, Dragon with a bunch of graffiti on the wall behind him. And I remember just staring, like, oh, man, this is so rad. Like, seeing whatever, like, pictures of Dragon that, you know, coming soon and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was all aboard. So, I mean, this, this could have been the worst cover ever, and I would have still been all aboard. I was just so pumped to, like, read new, like, Eric Larson comics.
1: I was also in that mindset with one different, like, little noticeable difference is that uh, I hadn't been reading Spider-Man. Like, I wasn't really into any, like, Marvel books regularly. Couldn't get access to them. Probably would have been a bigger fan had I had more regular access, but I just didn't have a comic shop near me. And, uh, like, you know, however it was that I, like, came to, you know, have image on my radar. I mean, it was making the news and everything. But for me, this was, like, a uh, huge, like, moment in history. Like, this stuff came out. And, like, again, before I was just, like, the just the thinking was is that you just, you know, you couldn't make your own shit. It wasn't going to succeed. And uh, it wasn't going to, you know, capture the public's imagination. And it wasn't going to do well or whatever else. And then all of a sudden, here's this news that, like, you know all the top creators break off and do their own thing. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want to be in on that. And, of course, speculator market like crazy. Like, these were the first new number one issues in in forever, right? So everybody thought this was going to be like, oh, like getting a copy of Superman number one.
2: And I don't know. Well, I mean, Marvel was coming out with ones, too, like New Warrior. I mean, there was a lot of number ones coming out. They were rebooting Spider-Man and X-Force and... It was just saturated with number ones.
0: Was it? Back in 92? Yeah, I mean, 92? yeah that was the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, mm. McFarlane got his adjective with Spider-Man. Liefeld, they dropped, they put him on X-Force. You know, Jim Lee rebooted X-Men with X-Men number one. All these image guys were getting their... Uh, Valentino was doing Guardians of the Galaxy, which was relatively a, a new series. New Warriors, well, Ghost don't, Rider. Don't forget, don't forget at this point... Superman was dead, Batman
0: had had his back broken, all that stuff had already happened. So, um, yeah, it was, oh no, maybe it was, that wasn't until 93, never mind. It was close to around yeah, this time. it was the same rough time period. All that kind of stuff was happening. So yes, the, like Superman would spawn like four new number one titles out of that. So yeah, it was a thing.
1: Mm. Shows you how much I was like cued into it Like I didn't think they started doing the number one thing Until like after image Yeah
2: now all these image guys were getting their own ones At Marvel because they saw how much money They could make Mm -hmm. With them I mean how much did X-Men number one sell with Jim Lee It was like insane I forget the numbers but it's like Probably still holds the record to today I'm pretty sure it does
0: Based purely on variant covers
1: but it blew my balls off when I saw this cover. <laughs> and when I saw this cover, I was just like, dude, that is a kick-ass looking character. I want to read this shit. Ah. And the speed lines, you know, the speed lines in the sky, sky full of speed lines. I was a sucker for it. More than any other thing. Plus, too, like, I was kind of just making my own stuff. Making my own comics about my own characters. And... You know, when I caught wind that Savage Dragon was a creation Eric had when he was a kid, I was just like, of course, dude. I was like, oh, I gotta read this. This is the thing everyone says can never happen. Because that's what people would tell you. People would tell you, you can never do your own. No one wants to read your character like you can never do your own thing. And so... uh yeah, I, that's why Savage Dragon, that was the one. So I thought Spawn was cool, I thought Wildcats were okay, I liked Youngblood, I was like really hot into Youngblood also, but I never was a team book guy, and Savage Dragon was a book about one awesome, kick-ass guy, so yeah, I was
2: into it. And Youngblood came out before Dragon, and I just remember, even at 15, reading Youngblood and being like, eh, I felt kind of ripped off. <laughs> like, it looked really cool, but I was like, yeah, this is it, like, get, this guy's not trying as hard as he could. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I, I really was like, uh, you know, it was just like, even then, I remember being like, some of these guys are just kind of phoning some of this shit in.
1: The only memory I have of Youngblood, seriously, not even shitting you, is I remember Badrock uh, eating cereal. It was Bedrock before he rebooted his name for legal reasons. I remember Bedrock eating cereal at the breakfast table and how fucking ridiculous it looked. And I remember that (laughs) Liefeld had drawn his mom just as smoking hot as any other young person. Like, (laughs) he made no effort to make his mom look, you know, like a mom, like older or anything. And I was just like, why is, why is Bedrock's mom so hot? Like, (laughs) it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah. So that's the it's literally the only thing I remember about Youngblood is how hot Bedrock's mom was. So now nah, it was good, dude.
2: And, I just uh, I was surpri- I was pleasantly surprised, not surprised because I I enjoyed Eric's other adjective list Spider-Man stories were pretty good, but I just thought his Dragon stories were way better than most of the image stuff. Like even just from this miniseries in the first two issue, like even from this first issue, there's so much in there, and yes, it's dated, but I just felt like it was a solid story, it was something I hadn't seen before. And so
1: much what, going dated.
2: On. Are you saying Savage Dragon number one is dated?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I agree. I, I think it, I think it's kind of timeless.
1: I think it holds up. Too. The
0: story, the story wise, presentation wise, I mean, Eric's art has evolved significantly since then. But oh yeah, I think. Overall, it's, I mean, that was the big appeal to me when I got into Savage Dragon, is that the older issues, I had, I had miss. how do I phrase this, I had lumped them in with a certain group of comics, without really, you know, doing looking into them too closely, and on the actual look-in, I realized this is way more classic-looking than the others, Well, that's it
1: is he just has better. I mean, I hate to say it, but like he had better chops. Like, that's the thing is when I I had that huge gap where I like, you know, I was in at the ground floor, but then like very quickly wasn't able to. And then so I went back just out of like, oh, I remember Savage Dragon. You know, I want to get back into that. And man, it was awesome because even the old shit, like as old as it was at the point that I got back into it held up. So, I don't know, man. I think it holds up, Greg.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the story, I guess what I'm saying is just the overall, like, I guess the design of the characters and stuff like that, but that's, like, a natural progression. Yeah, I mean, there's got the belts and the skulls and the...
1: I love the way the, that dude looks.
2: I'm yeah, sorry. The, I, I the, the, big, awesome. the big, one big like, blade arm. <laughs> cutthroat looks like a... Not Cutthroat, Hellraiser looks like a... He's wearing, like, something from like a kiss concert
1: yeah dude
2: <laughs> his cop cool. piece has a zipper he knows what is up it's cool though i do like that i do miss like the flashy like super villain shit from the early 90s like not, eric doesn't really do that much anymore. not so much mako's tubes
1: no mako Ma- is funny mako. mako like uh the you know modern mako is definitely better than like yeah s- i think I, th- I
0: think eric was thinking he needed, like, a rebreather to be on land. I-, I don't think it works too great.
2: Oh, maybe? I wasn't even thinking that. That's yeah, it's like, you got a guy with a shark head, you don't need much more to to Sp- emphasize there.
0: Spruce him up, yeah. So, I know we're going to talk about the trade collection uh, altern- uh, alt- alterations later, but I just want to say, because I read this in the trade first, my experience reading this issue itself is very different than you. You, Yours might have been, Craig. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing with me. The first thing I see when I open this issue was Burning Field. Now, you might remember a while back, we talked about Savage Dragon movie ideas and how you have to start the movie. And I was was a dick and was like super dug in my heels and said you gotta start with Burning Field. Gotta start with Burning Field. And you were disagreeing. And I couldn't figure out why you were disagreeing. And I think it's because that's not how you experience the series the first time. Right. You didn't need, you don't need that because that's not how you started how the series started for you. For you it started with the, the with the cutthroat fight. Yeah.
2: You went straight to action because that's what well, Eric, yeah, clearly what like, Eric, Eric's going for here. Eric wants to lead with action. Yeah, you want to flip that page and you want to be like punched in the eye when you when you open that. Man, but I I think the burning field is such a great visual. It
0: tells you it, it suggests so much without really telling you anything
2: it's just yeah. it's just
0: such a an, but for, and yeah and i think and i then i get this sensation that that's how eric wanted to start the book but then he re like everything for the actual issue <laughs> because mm-hmm. you needed to lead with action he, he felt it was a stronger opening to lead with action in the single issue but when he did got to the collection he went back to his original vision of do the origin first then do the action so on and so forth Right,
1: I gotta say, impressions-wise, like as a kid, flipping this open and seeing red blood—that made a big fucking impression.
0: Oh, on the on the, on the double-page splash. Yeah, like oh yeah,
1: boom! Red blood, blood in the floor, blood coming out of his face. Just you know, remember the comics code was still in effect, so Marvel heroes didn't bleed red blood; they bled black blood. Mm -hmm. And so that was uh, some cutting-edge shit. I loved it. I was like, the pools of blood on the floor. Yeah,
2: it's crazy, too, these first few issues, how much blood and stuff in there and kind of how Eric reels it back as as he's finding his feet and stuff like that with this character. But Mm -hmm. Dragon bled a shit ton in these early issues. Blood
1: everywhere, dude. It worked on me, though. Like, as a kid, I was like, oh... Yeah,
2: blood. <laughs> you know what? It's crazy. Is like um, and a lot of people I haven't read Dragon in a while though. Like they don't like Eric's art style now, and they're like, "Oh, I used to draw him so much better." And I remember being like, "Oh, I missed the way old way he drew things." And now when I look at this and like, I cringe a little bit about like how Dragon looks and stuff. He just <laughs> he's, you know what I mean? It's it's the very first issue, so obviously there's a lot of things that he he's adjusted, but. He just looks so small. Look!
0: Look at his face and, in the in the in the hospital bed. Look, he's it, just so. It doesn't look like dragon. No, it's very, in profile like
2: that.
1: Very yeah. Dolph Lundgren a lot of the times. Like
2: I, I think I've heard people say that they see Eric a lot in like a lot of the the faces and stuff like that, and I wonder if Eric used a lot of photo reference, like me. looking in the mirror for like. A, different expressions
1: i could see that
2: but it's funny he's got he's got that like that pointy chin kind of look throughout and he just like eric's really like just he's he's finding his way in these first few issues and it's just when you look back at it now it's still i mean don't get me wrong it's still fun and great to look at but it's definitely like you can see a lot of things that get adjusted Starting with the Finn, you know, oh, eventually, yeah. but but even the size of them, and even the characters look a lot stiffer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I still think there's something to be said, though, that the action is just on point.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like the the fighting and stuff from day one was just like boom, like exactly what you would want.
0: And, and right off the bat, you get that turn the you get that setup page turn. Devastation, where right, right after Dragon has uh, fought off Skullface and the other goon whose name I don't know. Uh, cutthroat? No, no, he cuts, oh, it's not uh, cutthroat. It's some rando.
2: Which... Uh, the guy was basher. Is it face. basher? Oh, um, he's like a sniper guy. He goes to the jail. I forget his name.
1: Yeah, he's named later. We'll get it. But um, uh,
2: <laughs> but yeah, Dragon fights him off,
0: and Frank's uh, what? His brother or his cousin? His cousin.
1: Cousin Fred, yeah,
0: cousin Fred, he's terrified because the vicious circle is gonna want, uh, gonna get want payback, and immediately you get the ba doom, and the whole warehouse <laughs> blows up, and and dragon drags himself out of the fire because everyone around him is dead but him, and that's mm-hmm. that's the quintessential dragon moment of everyone around him is dead but him,
2: yeah, that he happens emerged. to him
0: all the time, yeah. And it's here at the name beginning. Is Hardware,
2: by the way. Hardware. Yeah. Hardware. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I
0: just, I just find that fascinating.
2: Yeah.
1: Even the guy with the, uh, I just like you talk about expressions, Craig. Like even the, uh, and it's so funny how these things just stick out in your mind. But even like the Nazi in the hostage situation, yeah. like the expression on that dude's face, I was just like, it stuck with me, dude. Like all these years, like just the... and the giant ass gun. Like, the huge, mm-hmm. like, super hand cannon that he has. Yep.
2: It's
1: so good, dude. It's over the fucking I just, top. this
2: issue felt very cinematic. Because yes. the backgrounds were so detailed. Like, you got, you, when you looked at Youngblood, it was just, like, fucking, like, circles and squares or some bullshit. You know, like, this was, <laughs> like, like, the backgrounds were so, like, detailed. You know, you knew what you were looking at. You knew where he was. Right.
1: As you should.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should always know where you are.
1: Right. You should have a place. But reality.
2: you know, I'm just talking like even with like the bank and like the cash flying all around. It's pretty cool. Like this. It's it's like like you were saying, Raven. Like you know, this shit wasn't happening in Marvel Comics. You turn that page, that splash page is like a dead like security guard, a cop with his like <laughs> chest like wide open. I know. Dude, There's dude, like dude. another cop against the wall with like blood dripping down the wall. He's dead. Like these guys weren't like your Marvel villains that are just like punching and knocking guys out. These guys were like murderers. They were right. They were savage. You know, it's like you look at that fight. Like Dragon grabs like like Glowbug jumps on Dragon's back and he just like punches her and then like breaks her nose. It's awesome. You just see the blood splat and then she's like talking. Like I think it's this, yeah. Or one of them's talking like all weird, like their nose is broken or something. Or is it? It's like cutthroat or something. Yeah, cu- cutthroat. like of him.
1: you know, yeah, he's all struggling because the blood's like you know pouring out of his mouth and stuff. Like that
2: fight scene is awesome. You know what I mean? It's it's like punches, glowbug, headbutts, head cutthroat. It's just like a nasty fight. It's not like a typical superhero fight.
1: And if you think about it because it's funny. Like what we have here basically is a cop character interrupting a bank robbery, which that's the most basic kind of a thing you could possibly ever have in a superhero book, and yet, like, it's just the way it's sold, dude. He sold the shit out of it with the action. It's. It felt like an
2: R-rated action movie.
1: It did. When I read this as a kid, it did feel like an action movie. Like, I know that we've said in other, uh, like, you know, issues when we're looking at it that we, like, dragon... Was '90s era like badass, but like that's that's how it felt. Like when you're reading this, like you know, this was an action hero. Like you know, he could be Bruce Willis or Sylvester Stallone or something. Schwarzenegger, only well, you know cooler, <laughs> cool cooler than Schwarzenegger. You know?
2: Yeah, he, like the, the scene where in in the warehouse, he like grabs that hardware's fingers and just smashes them like in his hand, just crushes all his fingers, and then he pushes <laughs> his face through the wall
1: right (laughs) this was also too i want to say that thematically just felt way more bleak like this was like way more like other superhero worlds you think about like batman and superman and shit i mean it feels whether it's consistently that way or not it feels like they mostly were on top of it you know what i mean right yeah Yeah, the vicious
0: circle are the most dangerous people in
1: chicago yeah easy like they're running the show. Like,
2: yeah, and yet there's also like just regular neo-Nazi guys that are just like right. kidnapping people. Right. Like there's a whole bunch of shit going down.
1: Yeah, Chicago is fucked. Like that's it. Like it's just the. Well, it makes sense. The-, the police are
0: overwhelmed by the super crime, so all the regular crime is given a heads up, as uh, leg up as well. Yeah.
2: And honestly, going back to 1992, like you know. You're looking at all these like superhero comics, and here comes this like the guy just looks like a you know looks like a a freak or a monster in a cop uniform. It, he's the 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 good guy. He's not wearing spandex. I mean, this was this was before powers and oh yeah uh, that kind of stuff. This was cutting edge, you know. Like and and Eric kind of said in the past, like he envisioned Savage Dragon as a mix between like a Marvel superhero book and a Vertigo book. Yep. Okay. which. Kind of has that feeling in the beginning, you know, before he tested out other types of genres in here. But it really feels like, you know, it's a cop story with set in a superhero world, which was something that just wasn't that was new.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely interesting. Just because uh Vertigo didn't get really founded till 1993.
2: Well, I mean, he said that since an interview. I, I'm not saying he said said that that was his plan, right? But uh, I think you know, I've I have read I mean, you know, some t- I'll find it somewhere. Well, he said, like well, it, well, it's,
0: sure. it, 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 he's probably referring to the fact that at the time Alan Moore and Grant Morrison were doing their own thing on Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol before Vertigo was a thing, so they're proto Vertigo. Yeah. So he's kind of riding that sort of like serious superhero wave.
2: Yeah, it's got some serious elements mixed with Marvel stuff, mixed with the violence. It's it's not you know for a typical kid, and yet it is. You know, I I don't think he had any problem with twelve year olds picking up his book, but you know, there might have been plenty of uh, parents that would (laughs) have. I think that was. I know, I loved it.
1: I think that's the best way to put it. Is it like yeah, you said earlier it felt like an R rated movie. This absolutely felt like some shit that maybe you shouldn't be reading. You know what I mean? Because, like, again, like, they were, like, you know, the neo-Nazis. Blood was everywhere. Cops were getting killed. Like, yeah. I mean, just, later
2: on issues, he's banging chicks and stuff. You know? <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> so, But, and, you know, as I mean, I was reading this at 14, I, I think 15, probably, I want to say. So I was already, like, you know, my dad was handing me R-rated movies and shit. Like, this was kind of, like, you know, I hadn't been... Into it too long, but I was already at that age where uh, you know our stuff was like, eh, no big deal. Like right, I knew right. better.
0: My my first R rated movie
1: was Broken Arrow.
2: Nice, Broken yeah. Arrow. Not, yeah, a not good one. not no,
0: it's not a good one.
1: Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I
2: mean. It's a really pathetic one. Is my point. <laughs> what what year did Carlito's Way come out? Carlito's Way. Yeah, Al Pacino gangster movie 1993 i went to the movies with my dad to see that so i was probably 15 or 16 i saw american ninja in the in the theater was that an r-rated movie i (laughs) don't recall american ninja
1: feels like it would be though
2: (laughs) (laughs) was oh i saw the fly oh yeah that was 86 that effed me up big time (laughs) <laughs> so that Dragon destroyed my childhood <laughs> yeah were you like 20 that's 86 jesus <laughs> i was like all of nine or ten damn what's wrong with my father
1: <laughs> craig uh on the couch with this very special fedcast retro <laughs> <laughs> sorry so we uh, <laughs> We went too far back. <laughs>
0: Before we wrap up issue one, I uh, I don't have the actual issue in front of me, sadly. I have not been able to rummage up a copy. Um, perhaps you two could help me out. Um, something I want to do going forward is: what's in the back? What kind of house ads? Are, what kind of house ads are we looking at Oh, right get now? this,
2: get this. The the very back page is pretty freaking funny because this is pre internet and shit. Oh, is it mm-hmm. is
0: it the uh, entertainment this month?
2: This is the 1-900 numbers that you can call for Comics News. Oh, the news Where can numbers. you uncover exclusive inside info about the latest developments in the ever-changing comics world? Call the one instant service used by comics professionals themselves. <laughs> comics News. Only 95 cents per minute. Oof. Updated twice a week. What a deal. <laughs> and then you can also call when is that long-awaited comic book event really going to show up at your friendly neighborhood comic shop? Call the instant service used by the comic pros themselves. What's in store? Only $1.99 per call.
0: <laughs> Love it, dude. Oh, wow. So you just call that number and they'll tell you what diamond shipped.
2: I <laughs> guess, yeah. For the low it's, it's price. It's amazing, like... though. It's like, this is pre-internet, you know? Like Well, like the back of my issue, it's got the mail order comics thing. Yeah, the summer sale. The
1: summer sale, yeah, yeah. Which somehow has, uh, you know, Savage Dragon 3's cover on it. Like, there's uh, Badrock and Dragon punching each other up. But, yeah, $0.75 man.
2: Cent comics, $2 comics, $5 comics. And I love it. Like, just you look at
1: the titles. Uh, you know, Planet of the Apes. Give me liberty. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's this huge Malibu thing. I just want to draw this. There's Malibu do you have malibu does it again protectors the next big thing yeah
2: yeah because this was don't forget image was still an imprint under malibu for the first bunch of issues
1: yeah the underneath the little uh dragon uh graphic in the front interior sure enough there's that malibu
0: comics thing i'm not gonna lie you know you know what kept me away from malibu comics when i was a kid it's the dumbest Mm. thing ever i thought the m was the mcdonald's m and they were mcdonald's
1: comics get out of here you were that is some kid thinking <laughs> wow it was, a ye- like it was none a, of that
2: for ye- me yellow m what else could it be mac and me mm-hmm. no thanks
1: let me also say this talk about how like a glimpse at the past jim we have a, a an ad for wizard comics issue
2: 12 that many wildcats
1: yeah like twelve, they've only been around at a year. A year, you can assume. You get a point. Shadow
2: Hawk trading card, a Wolverine promo card, a Jim Lee interview, a Wildcats poster. <laughs> wow, there's lots of like those uh, mail order comics ads in throughout though, and that was a big thing at the time.
1: Yeah, well, that's how you got your comics. You had to. Mail order them up, man.
2: So this one on the back cover by American Comics and Entertainment, and the the one inside from Entertainment this month.
1: And yet, if you notice, they both are going to this Gainesville, Virginia. Like it's oh not, yeah, they're not different. Like
2: they've got it's the same PO box. What the freak?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got different names and stuff. It is not different at all. So one last thing, I just have to note. This is uh, worth noting because. Eric says in his little letters column, announcing another name-the-letters page contest. I have no idea what to name it, so send your suggestions. Also, by the time you read this, I'll have gotten married on May 31st, and my wife and I have gone on our honeymoon in June. This is just to warn you, Savage Dragon 2 might be out a little late.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it came out like three months after or something. July to October. Yep, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, so
1: just saw that. Fortunately, you know.
2: he made millions of
0: dollars, so it all worked
2: out. Yeah. So cute. Eric is 30 years old when this comes out, I think. Or a little, he was like 29. 20-ish, 20 years from when he first started drawing Savage Dragon, he said. So I'm looking at the the wiki Wikipedia. He was born December 1962. So he's 29 years old.
1: Oh, I've wasted my life. No, get <laughs> you'll, you'll get there, Raven. You'll be as famous someday. One <laughs> I'll just have to kill someone or something.
2: Kill someone important.
1: Moving right along. Wait, so
2: wait, one minute, Jim. How how old were you when you picked up Savage Dragon one?
0: Uh, well, I would have been two thousand one, just after I picked up issue ninety. Okay. So I would have been all
2: right. So you were like a little. You were like ten years. I back. was
0: like nineteen. Okay. Eighteen nineteen. Right, I would have just turned 18 because... So it that's was something.
2: around when issue 70 was around, though, like... No,
0: issue 90 was
2: the new issue. Oh, 90. Issue. 90 so was, was in the same not, I, okay. I picked
0: up 90 in, like, September or October, and I probably picked up the trade probably a month after that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so it going on 20 years ago now. Holy fucking shit. Thanks for reminding me, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Savage Dragon issue number
1: two. Wait a minute. What? How old were you, Craig?
2: I was like 15.
1: I was 11.
2: <laughs> when, when did you pick yours up, Raven? Like, In a grocery right store. Came out. Right when it came out. Oh, right, right when it
0: came, when it came out. out, yeah, yeah. But you didn't get into the series till so much later.
1: I, I managed to, however it works, I managed to uh, get this first, second, and third issue, and then I wasn't really able to keep up with that. Like they quit being in grocery stores, but yeah, I was able to, cause I didn't have a comic shop. Do you so. have,
2: you have an, a barcode on yours? Is yours like a, yeah, mine has a barcode on the front. Ooh, fancy. Is there a, Wait, where do they, where do they put it? Is it above the intense? direct market?
0: Where's the barcode located? It's yeah. It's above the intense action. All right. The only place there was space for it.
1: Yeah, and I should note that like I doubt that I have my original stuff. I just have a barcode on that one. My 2 and 3 don't have barcodes. So, hmm. yeah, but I remember getting my stuff in a pack like I did like you know beg my mom. Like, oh, P- people people say supermarkets stopped having comics
0: like in the early 90s, but I was buying comics in supermarkets up through like 1990s, not a 8. For sure. I just,
1: I just, they didn't have variety, you know. You can imagine, like they probably had like Superman and Batman and stuff. I mean, Aren't my
2: you? my my local
0: my my local drugstores had spinner racks
2: at least that long. Yeah, we had it at like um, our convenience stores. We had them at the pharmacy. We had them at the supermarket. My mom would go shopping. I would just read all the comic books.
0: Yeah, basically, that's what you do the whole time you're waiting for your prescriptions to get them filled.
1: Now we're free. We're free. We're free to go. Alright. What? I just had, just had to ask. <laughs> Alright, Savage Dragon
0: number two! The big number two. Two's real important. Gotta stick that landing.
1: Second intense so, issue. So,
0: this cover is a hot mess. You don't like it? Look at the fucking logo, dude. Well, you don't need to see it. You <laughs> know
2: how issue this is? Look You're pretty angry logo. about it. I just, wow.
0: I just can't believe... They wanted to show that debris so badly that they made it neon green on yellow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why would you do this to me?
1: It was a wild frontier. <laughs> I do like early Savage Dragon issues had a lot of Zipatone in them.
0: Wait, where's the tone in this cover? I mean
1: shoulder pads.
0: Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Those the dark shadow there oh, under yeah. dragon's yeah. armpit. Oh yeah, A little dot pattern in there too.
1: See, I'm a sucker for these, uh, you know, little details. The ragged shirt, the debris flying everywhere, and of course, Super Patriot is a fucking awesome visual. He's, so. he's,
2: he's Kool Aid Man in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! I never, I always like, I'm like bugged out by like the hand holding Dragon's face Who, and stuff. Like, whose hand gray. is that? Yeah, like such as a regular guy. That's uh, Gray Man,
0: an alien. Three uh, I always got four he's got five fingers, okay
1: the way it's shaded it feels like it's almost meant to be metallic like that's what the colorist wanted, even if Eric didn't right
2: there's like just too much going on there with the color like it's just like on that hand that's holding dragons like what's going on between the hand and that shirt like it's all mixed up with the hand I don't know so many so many tangents
1: you
0: know how, what, how
2: dare he?
1: I bet, this is still solid illustration, I bet if this was recolored, I bet that this shit could hold up.
2: Oh, absolutely, I have no doubt. The coloring is just, you know, it's it's a relic of the times.
1: Do you guys find it funny, and they did it in issue one too, but like, they were big on making the veins like a solid color regardless of what was going on around them. Right,
2: Yeah. Do
1: you kind of like hate that visual? Because I kind of do. I'm not. I'm not a
0: fan of veins popping out in general.
1: (laughs) They're veiny. If you haven't noticed, like there's some dragons' forearms are veiny as a motherfucker.
0: He doesn't draw like that anymore. Not not one single vein on Malcolm. So this issue opened. So just to recap, this issue: uh, dragons in the sewer. Uh, he has a, sh- a run in with uh, our good pal Arachnid for the mm-hmm. first time, who is awesome. f- fucked up again,
1: e- an eating people. Awesome debut eating children.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep, he's like little skulls and kids hanging. <laughs> yeah, dude, dead again.
1: Not a uh, Marvel book. Kidding
0: me? We get a we get a quick uh, recap on how in uh, Stevens named Dragon, mm-hmm. which is cute. Um, and then, uh, hold on a second.
1: Frank super scared.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, we don't know why yet. He's just fr- He's just terrified for some reason. Uh, even though everything's kind of going his way, because he's finally got, uh, Dragon on the force. And we are learning, Dragon's really good at shooting things.
1: Super aiming, by the way. S-
2: very accurate. S-
1: super aiming, the, the often forgotten Dragon power.
2: In- so weird. In- In- Dragon's got a lot of those things. What, In- just Just Bluetooth. powers? That are weird, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's a perfect, perfect being.
2: The the super aim, you know, the ability to, like, shoot a bullet with his mouth. Like, he's that (laughs) powerful in the aim. Uh, Any super strong guy can eat a bullet. It's
0: just lead, it's soft.
1: (laughs) I also want to say that this has the coloring mistake of legend. Which one? Like like Dragon's arm reaching on Frank's when really it's... Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see it. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, that is a legendary... Talk about iconic and legendary moments.
0: All right, let me finish recapping this. Oh, yeah. We we catch up (laughs) with Super Patriot, who's been cyberized by the uh, Project Rebirth. Lynn's doing awesome. We Of course, we meet Debbie Harris, Dragon's next-door neighbor, who's very perky. Wants to be a slutty buddy. Very, very perky. (laughs) You get a killer motorcycle.
1: Oh, yeah. Awesome.
0: Eric can't draw cars, but he did this pretty good.
1: Goddamn right.
0: Uh, we meet up with the... Vi- oh, we get a great Vicious Circle fight where the Vicious Circle is a really fucking evil. Yes. Uh, a lot of bystanders buy by it. And uh, finally, yeah, it ends basically... Oh, right. Dragon's getting his ass kicked and then Super Patriot shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, helps, quote unquote, helps Dragon by murdering a bunch of people. Uh, so Alex, awesome. he's going to kill Dragon because he can't recognize friend from foe because Dragon's a freak, remember? Mm-hmm. And he's for, for, Yeah, he's racist. That old man's racist. <laughs> old
1: racist man. Uh,
0: then, fortunately, Alex shows up, tells Super Patriot that Dragon is a cop. Uh, uh, John, so Johnny, Johnny cannot... H- shit. Johnny can't handle it. Gives Dragon an opening to pop him... Pump, uh, punch him in the head.
1: Dragon gives the old knuckle defibrillator to the brain.
0: Ah, yes. And then... <laughs> well, uh, Dragon bleeds out. And another iconic shot.
1: Again, awesome. Super iconic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this issue is interesting for a bunch of reasons.
1: Lay it on us.
0: Um, Just because the the arachnid stuff is just so detailed. So nuts.
2: He's like, he's taking the Spider-Man idea and just dialing it up to about a billion... Do you think it's a metaphor in Marvel Comics when you read like that little exchange? Absolutely, absolutely, Abs-
0: impossible <laughs> not to read it that way. Absolutely, dude,
2: it's pretty hilarious. Yeah,
0: Arachnid, yep. Arachnid is the Spider-Man franchise
1: luring kids into their doom.
2: He's got the same Spider-Man webbing.
1: Well, he's
0: got Venom webbing. The webbing, they come off, it comes off the top of his wrists.
2: Well, I mean, just the way it looks. Oh yeah,
0: spaghetti webs. Spaghetti, spaghetti webs, webs. Yes. And even oh, it now, is. we get our first
2: fracas of the series yeah <laughs> things getting electrocuted dude chris Eliopoulos, letterings a plus so many letterings so many sound this, effects and this is all when it was done on the board mm-hmm. right on the art yeah all this all this lettering e- right Eric on the arc. had to mail this stuff away
0: to get it lettered what a nightmare
2: there you should see, like, on those like "chum chum chums," like how Chris grids all that out and stuff. It's amazing.
1: I mean, hand lettering—it's not it's a lost so art because there's still people doing it. But good lord, it is so much work.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, mailing it cross country, yeah, and hoping and praying the postal service doesn't destroy it or lose it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I have uh, an original uh, piece of art from. Uh, Superman Savage Dragon with Chris Eliopoulos lettering all over it with like gunshots and stuff and it's got that same like that gunfire where it's like the same like sound effect like the choom 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 and you just look at all the pencil lines and how he makes it it's like wow this has got to take some time
1: I also want to point amazing. out
2: this is a weird little but it's worth noting because I mean we're looking back
1: baby it's a retro cast, but like we, you want to look at, this is a kind of, oh boy, we're getting in weird technical stuff, but I just got to point it out because I love it. It's a weird art thing, relic of the past. You won't see this these days unless they intend to do it. But look at Super Patriot's face.
2: Uh, which, which? Uh, um,
1: when, in the very first spread where he's been cyber data rebuilt, right? Yep. So you look at his, like, around his nose, like his jawbone, right? Right. You notice, if uh, you will, I don't know, Jim, if this is in the digital version, but how it's, like, lighter dark than the dark orange jawline. Right. So, again, what that is is cyan yellow, magenta, black. When you don't black, when you don't back K up with other colors, that's when you get that muddy, lighter black, right? Yep. Okay. Because in order to make, like, black black, they call it Oh, right. Yeah, black, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see it. Right. In order to get processed black so that, you know, K-black is not overwhelmed by the colors around it, you have to mix a mixture of cyan, yellow, magenta, and black so that it's not overwhelmed. So that's why you have, uh, when you flip through these older comics, like, again, it was still the Wild Frontier. They were still, like, figuring shit out, so...
0: It, it's can, the difference between having pure black and having a fill black.
1: Right, and black. again... F- flip now knowing that flip back to like dragon like you know in the sewers like look at the double page spread and like look at his shins. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. So good stuff. Love right. the way he yeah, did the yeah, lighting yeah. effect. Like yeah, it's just good stuff. And again it marks the book's uh place in time, you know what I mean?
2: But again another like R rated horror action he's in the sewers like creepy as shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, this arachnid thing with the dead bodies he's got this Uzi he's got a freaking Uzi as a cop
1: I like the lens flare effect that he drew oh off the flashlight yeah
2: that's fun
0: it's good it it, it, it reads I'll tell you that much yeah you know exactly
1: what you're looking at arachnid's design I think still holds up
2: yeah it's cool I love all the little skinny arms and shit.
1: So question for you fellas. It's called Project Born Again, is it literally the name or not Project Born Again. You got Born Again Patriot. But then Cyber Data, that is Cyber Force, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. Directly... That's when they were trying Yeah.
2: They were trying to connect all the little universes, I guess, or whatever, the little titles. Right,
1: just checking. So just curious. And, Jim, you are right. That motorcycle is fucking bad to the bone, dude.
0: <laughs> I wonder I wonder how hard that was to draw and why he doesn't do it
1: anymore. Well, there's a number of things going on artistically uh, in this issue. Like, for instance, take a look at Dragon's face on the very last sequence where he's, like, next to the page. Like, where he's laying in his fins bent.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. That
1: feels photo-referenced, kind of, like the face-ish a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it is awesome. Like, it's just a great visual.
2: Yeah, I love, like, that that page with the motorcycle and playing with all the shadows. Like, the panel straight below the motorcycle Mm
1: -hmm.
2: with the glasses looks awesome.
1: (laughs) It's so badass, dude.
2: And how about the face on the scene where he's, like, I love this where he's, like, shooting the gun at the target. And I love the sound effect because it's like, blam, 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 click, click, click. Like, that's so cool. But then, the, like, when Frank's like, how the hell did you do that? And he's, he's getting all frustrated because he doesn't know. Right. And it's like, he's, like, looks like he's almost ready to cry. As he's, like, all frustrated. So... That, that last panel yeah. is cool.
0: He's so, so sad. Sad
2: dragon.
1: He's flipped out. Yeah, he's he freaked, freaked
2: himself out. I still love that little hand dragon. What the hell was that colorist thing? Like, did he use, like, <laughs> for the listener, if you have your, your copy of Savage Dragon 2, I know this is hard sometimes, you're not following along, but the page where where dragons at the um, shooting range and the police department, there's, like, the third panel down is an obvious colorist mistake that Raven brought up, but it looks so ridiculous that you wonder how the colorist could have possibly thought that's what Eric was going for. Because Dragon
1: is clearly in the foreground. Like, he's clearly much bigger. And even if he wasn't in the foreground, why would his hand be wrapped (laughs) around Frank's neck?
0: Okay, I was checking. It did get corrected in the collection. Okay. (laughs) They they did figure that out eventually. Legendary. Uh, That's real good. I like
2: that. Yeah.
1: It's classic. I love it. Yeah, and my, mine has a poster in the middle. It's the dragon in front of all the graffiti.
2: Yeah, that that poster was, like, a bigger version on my comic shop's wall. Okay. That was, like, Savage Dragon whatever, miniseries coming soon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had that up there for a while, but I remember before it came out, just looking at that, being like, I can't wait. <laughs> right.
1: It's awesome. I will say that's the thing, is that, like, this... These early issues do an amazing job of just selling badass.
2: He's like jumping over the hood of the cop car. It's like, (laughs) that's awesome.
1: Even like the exploding with like all the people exploding behind him is like, you monsters! And like, just like there's the speed lines just all the silhouettes of like, I guess, corpses or maybe hurt people. Just, I don't know. This just sells that badass all the way around. Very acrobatic dragon in his early days.
2: Yep. Well, It was like such an action movie though with like the quips and stuff like that and like mm-hmm. that scene where he just throws his throws his gun back at the cops. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna go in and deal with this. Jumps in. Hellraiser's face looks so freaking evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just throws a ton of people at him. It's good.
0: That is just how you deal
2: with a hero is just start murdering people. They can't they, deal. They got sound effects for bodies hitting the ground. It's like thuck, womp, wood, thud, wood. <laughs> it's horrible. Lock. Lock. Horrible is the
1: right phrase. It's also worth noting, I think too, that like kind of like letters felt. Like I think these lettering you know you want to say this lettering felt kind of like different too i don't think that like they were doing a shit ton of like crazy lettering like this at the time
0: it what you mean, like, you mean like you uh, mean like the the sound effects
1: mean like all of it like for instance the dragon when he's trying to catch the people that have been thrown at him
0: right all oh, right with his with his freight with his words
1: Yeah, look at, like, Run for Your Lives is in color. Yeah. And then, stop, stop! Like, you know, it's, like, seems more expressive. Even, like, uh, you know, uh, Hellraiser's like, you wouldn't hurt me, Mr. Dragon. Like, he's clearly doing a voice. Yeah. Like, a little kid voice, and it's in a different font and everything. Mm -hmm. I just feel, maybe I'm wrong, I really wasn't reading a lot of Marvel and DC at the time. But I just feel like that was something like a little extra oomph. Because I know, like, they were, Spawn was winning awards for its lettering. Yeah. But, like, I feel like, you know, Dragon here, these issues, is doing, like, there's crazy lettering stuff all over the place, man.
2: Absolutely. Well, and I think it was mimicking a lot of uh, what's his name stuff on Thor, who later was, um, came onto Savage Dragon. Uh, who was the letter that... Famous letter. God. I wish I'd... You know what's his name? No. Sire, <laughs> uh, who are you trying to think uh, of? Tom Tom, or uh, Orzachowski. Oh, right. So I think Chris Eliopoulos kind of uses a lot of Tom style. I could be wrong. Chris might want to strangle me if he hears me say this. But I think... <laughs> I think that that he, uh, you know, he took a lot from him as well. And if you look at a lot of the Thor stuff that that Tom did back in the day, he was doing some stuff not to this extreme. Wasn't that John Workman? Workman was a letterer, but Tom Tom Orzechowski was uh, is who I'm thinking of. Okay, well, or- I believe I I, I
0: know Orzechowski because he's lettering uh, that new Green Lantern series, which has really impressive lettering, by the way.
1: You wouldn't say that, because that would date things.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> timeless. The, the, these re- retro reviews should be timeless.
2: <laughs> well, I guess maybe... Well, yeah, no, he did Thor. Yeah, he did a whole bunch. Yeah, okay. But if you go back and look at a lot of his lettering, he's done stuff like that. Like, even, like, the the wavy lettering, like you were saying, um... Raven, with the You Wouldn't Hurt Me, Mr. Dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's done that stuff, too. But, uh... But definitely, like, one of the best, you know. And I think Chris was really starting to show his chops with some of this stuff. And Chris went on to, to really become one of the best as well.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. You read this, you know why. It's a well, it's such beast.
2: a beast. Yeah, it's such a big part of the art. And always has been in Savage Dragon. So, uh, we do get
0: reintroduced to Super Patriot. In his new mm. mechanical form, and he has a lot of part moving parts back in the day.
1: Yeah, there's very much like almost like a transformer style, like like you know, it's a clack.
2: <laughs> Sorry, what, what was that, Craig? The click clack were stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well,
2: it, and then good.
0: I'm just saying, like, it just seems like he's a lot more uh, a lot more going on when he was like making his weapons. Especially but then,
2: but then Dave Johnson took him over on the, the mini and really screwed Eric over because Dave Johnson took it a whole nother level which was amazing. So he, like Eric still kinda has like the tube guns and stuff like that and he does have like the pieces coming out. But you know, we'll get to that Super Patriot on another retro review. Oh, yep. But but you look at those issues and what Dave did and it was like, Oh man, for Eric he had to like follow up with that. Super Patriot should use his Dick Laser more often. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that part's organic. It just depends on what you. He drink. has to make kids. He's got his kids.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: killer issue. Yeah, That's it's it's
0: just so time. crazy to have your second issue end with your main character dead on the floor. <laughs> Such a bold move.
1: It's awesome. What, dude. what
2: did what did people think when he saw this? I thought it was over at issue two. Oh. It was a good run. No, I'm just kidding.
1: I thought it was cool that here's this comic where, you know, the main character can totally get his shit fucked. <laughs> like, he, he did not just, you know, conquer the bad guys. They absolutely conquered him.
2: Well, and don't forget, we didn't know either that oh, you he had this ability yeah. to regenerate or anything. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, how the hell is he going to get out of this one? How and does I mean, he get out of this one?
1: Alex is there selling it like he's fucking, you know, about to she, die. Because so. she doesn't know. Yeah.
2: She she doesn't know. It's a great scene, though. It's like just all messed up people everywhere, dead villains. I mean, Soup coming out and just wasting that one villain was like, holy crap, that basher guy. Yeah. We barely even knew him.
1: Did not Basher like? Wasn't he part of the show? He was. It was. He feels like he was. It feels I like. I don't remember. They used him in the cartoon, but
0: he he appeared in one panel in issue one, and now he's gone.
1: And yeah, throwaway dork.
0: He the first. Wait, no. He, I guess he. Wait. He, throwaway he, dork is, is gone he, too. Is he the first goon death? I think he was. I
1: think he is too.
0: I don't think yeah. anyone died in the first issue.
1: Nope.
0: He just got beat up real
1: bad. And it's funny too, like just a different dragon, I suppose, because he's like, "No, stop! You're killing them." Well, dragon, like, dragon's
0: yeah. always been against like cold blooded murder. Like yeah. he's always been kind of negative on it. I mean, he'll kill people, but you know, he's a cop, <laughs> right? He's a, he's say, got the authority.
1: Me, makes me laugh that he's just like chewing up dimes and spitting him through, spitting his tooth through someone's forehead or something.
2: Three issues later, he's got chainsaws chasing the shrew. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. <laughs> and he'll,
0: he's okay. He's the shrew. He'll, he'll shrug it off. No big deal.
1: <laughs> and um, just real quick, is Rose the reporter? Is she from Spawn? She is. Isn't I she?
2: believe so. The, yep. the Asian?
1: I think she is. This is more yeah. image world building where they were all yep. still part of that.
2: Yep.
0: Interesting. I was—I did wonder if she was somebody because Eric does do the TV talking ad sometimes.
1: I am ninety nine percent positive that she. When I saw the TV tube panel, and I saw her little like you know, reporter like microphone there, I was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure she's from Spawn.
2: This is pretty funny. That was kind of like a image trope back in the day of having like the the reporters on the TV all the time to like sum up everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotta remind you, it's the and, '90s.
2: Uh, yeah, there's a we were talking about Big Bang uh, our last uh, episode. Um, no, we weren't. Yeah, don't, don't no, date that's us. That's true. <laughs> Timeless. But uh, when we were talking about uh, Big Bang at one point, there was an episode, an issue of Big Bang with the hero going through each different age of comics in the 90s. He was all like extremed out. Right. And they made it a point to have like a page with just like half the page, like having the the news reporter on TV, like summing up like everything. I think
0: that was the badge. <laughs> Like the his, yeah, like, I think you're right. The history of the badge and it's
1: like all
2: these yeah. different variations. Such a great. There's a whole. There's, uh, a a, there's a I think it was Mr. Section. U.S. Actually. Yeah, you're Mr. right. US. It is Mr. U.S.
1: Well, if you want something pretty nineties, how about the fact that Dragon takes off like he, he leaves uh, Debbie because his beeper goes off. <laughs> Hold on, that's my beeper. <laughs> He's got to go.
0: The the numbers spell boobs. Sorry. Do they- no, do they? Ki- no, kid, kids today wouldn't understand. <laughs> okay. Spelling boobs with numbers.
1: 80085, baby. Boobs. <laughs> Talk about dating yourself.
2: So, house ads. What do you got for house ads? Uh, same protectors ad again for Malibu. Malibu does it again. Again, I again. Know. I got an uh, ad
1: for the bout to knock the other guy out. Savage Dragon versus Savage Megaton Man. Oh yeah! Oh, there's
0: already an ad for that.
1: Already an ad.
0: Yeah. Because that doesn't come out for another six months, yeah. I think.
1: Still got one. Um, the letters page, Jim. Do you have the letters page? I do not have the letters page. Sadly, it is a feast. Craig, agree with me or not? It is a fe- oh the art. Yeah, a feast Absolutely. of oogie yeah. dragons. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oogie dragons. Oh, you mean yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean people drawing dragon. Mm-hmm. With well, the only thing to go on is that intense action cover. Yep. With But
1: in, interestingly, he's running a name the letters column contest, and yet we have a fin mail right there. Isn't that, what? Isn't that uh, like on the guide, like uh, Kurt Metzger has the dragon carrying the giant? Oh, yeah. It says fin, fin mail right there. Isn't is that, that fin- what it ended up being?
2: It's, yeah, I guess, so. Uh, no, it's, uh, fana- isn't it the fanatics or something? I haven't looked at a letter page in a while. Fanatics.
1: Oh, and I'm too far away from my issue. I can't reach. No, God, God damn it. it! Doesn't matter. I got an ad for Cyberforce. How about you, Craig? Uh,
2: I think I have all the same ads that you do, Raven. But yes, I there's a an ad for Wildcat Cyberforce. The protectors. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for the ads, right? Is there any yeah, other ads in here? No, that's it. That's Dude, all. Dude, it's the funny ad. the art though on the on the the fan page. It's all like Savage Dragon in like the his like uh, wife beater. Yeah, yeah. Because every... they only had that like one image to go at, off of.
1: Right. Everyone put him in the wife beater. <laughs> I do think it's interesting. It says special thanks to fabulous Fabian Nicieza for helping design the new improved Super Patriot. Wonder what his contributions were
0: if I remember correctly? Super Patriot's design, Eric had done that for like, a, like, wasn't wasn't he going to pitch it as like a Spider-Man character? It's one no, way?
2: it was it was X Force. X Force. Okay. So yeah. him and, and Fabian created kind of the character. Oh of,
0: right, because he would have been working with Fabian on X Force pitch. pitch. Yeah, that he makes was sense. Making
2: a, a pitch, and he's got he still has that. He posts that picture of it every once in a while of like it's got um, Super Patriot, which is like. I don't know, Soldier X or something like that. He doesn't have the flag and it's got Horridis. Horridis. It's got Polaris, I think. And Havoc. And Havoc or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm glad that this didn't go through. Otherwise, you wouldn't own Horridis or whatever.
1: Super Patriot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Super Patriot was color different. A lot different, if I recall.
1: I think he had an anarchy symbol on his chest too.
2: Oh um, by the way, the, the letters page is yeah, it's called phonetic Wait, he was Phin- called Ed-X. Soldier X? Phinetics. Oh no, I'm thinking of Major X. Never mind.
0: I think I think I think Marvel used Soldier X for something at some point.
2: Yeah, there was also kinda like a prototype uh Super Patriot and the adjectiveless uh Spider Man that Eric drew a few issues for.
1: Right. Right.
2: And I forget what his name was in that, but anyway
1: interesting letter will the image team plan a huge crossover
0: <laughs> unfortunately
1: people yeah people already hungry for it I did also want to say like uh, in the letters page like look at like uh, let me see is this the one that talks about all the things Eric's given away it's uh, if you it's so funny because he's given these things away oh yeah okay okay he says name the letters page contest listen to what you win if you name the letters page. Says it's gotten a huge response, and we'll be printing the first ongoing Savage Dragon comic due out in early '93. Winner gets signed copies of the miniseries, including all four versions of Number One, plus signed Megaton Two 3 through Four, and a signed Savage Dragon promo poster. Can you imagine that, Megaton Three? Like yeah, that's pretty sweet. Like signed. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. Mm. Hope someone held on to it, baby. Hope someone held on to it.
0: So, uh, I that Savage Dragon one and two.
1: I'd say we're done. And our
0: very first retro review episode. If you got, I had a good time, yeah, it was fun. If you guys like this, uh, send us an email. Tell us, SavageFincast at, g- uh, at gmail um, Send us your thoughts on the issue. Let us know what you thought. We have a we have a roadmap of stuff we're going to cover, but if there's anything like specific you'd like to see us cover, let us know and we'll consider it. Uh, we're still kind of working the format out. Like the plan is to work through stuff chronologically, so we will get to stuff as it comes up in the timeline. Um, but if you've got another suggestion, we're open for ideas.
1: And if you didn't like it, keep it to your fucking self. <laughs>
0: Especially, was, especially tell us how much you don't like Raven. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, I was a little hesitant with reviewing the first miniseries because I feel like every podcast that reviews Savage Dragon feels the need to review the first miniseries. I think it's
0: important we get through it.
2: But, I, no, I like doing it. I, You know, I'm glad that we didn't kind of focus on page by page and just yeah. talked about, like, there was a lot of things I just forgot about and just rereading it. It, it was kind of a cool trip down memory lane and, and just thinking about that time of when it came out. It was, you know...
1: Back in the 90s.
2: You Long-ass <laughs> time ago.
1: What video game systems were out in 92? Super Nintendo, surely, right? Uh, I think Super Nintendo no. launched in Christmas 92. Christmas 92, baby. Jesus. Yeah, think about that. Because I often hear... I just, I'm
2: saying Jesus because uh, Jim knew off the top of his head within like three seconds flat
1: no, well, it's impressive. Here's the, here's the thing. Well, I mean that is impressive, Jim. But the thing oh I, no, it was
2: August ninety one, so it's been out a year.
1: So it was out like well, this is the thing that I never forget is that Street Fighter is almost it's like a year or two younger than Savage Dragon, and Sonic J, Sonic the Hedgehog is like maybe one or two years younger than Savage Dragon. So like I knew it was right in that sweet spot when the Street General Fighter System. two came out in ninety one. Yeah, just like maybe a year difference or something. But yeah, there you go. I just want it, like, snapshot kind of, in time. We're gonna take you back to the past.
2: Raven measures everything in <laughs> console, console releases. generation technology. <laughs> you know,
1: it's technology.
2: No, not technology, just video games. <laughs> <See that?
1: laughs> it's true.
0: In 1991, I still had my NES. I was still playing Mega Man. I didn't get a super. Absolutely. I didn't get a superintendent. I went straight to N64, Ninety Six. That was not a good leap for you. Oh, you fool! <laughs> you, you, you craven fool! The N64 is the most amazing console of all time.
1: I suppose we'd better. Okay, stop. okay. All right, okay. we won't. We won't. We won't, get, we won't get it off topic <laughs> on the video game chat. I, I was going to say we. I suppose we'd better stop. But thank you, fellas. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for listening. Good talking to you.